So Money is brought to you by CNET, the site that shows how to navigate change all around us. So Money episode 1349, Alex Cavalacos and Allison Downey, co-founders of Meta Angels. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. It's been amazing to see the connections made. People um, finding jobs, getting insider sort of intel before interviews, um, but also asking for personal help, right? I don't know. One, one example was someone who said, has anyone gone through the divorce of a parent as an adult? I have no one to turn to. Not quite sure who to ask, but I'd love to chat because it's just a challenging situation. And within 24 hours, they were talking to a few different people that they had met on the internet, <laughs> right? Welcome to So Money, everybody. I'm Farnoosh Tarabi. We are shifting gears today to focus on a slice of the crypto market, a big slice, NFTs. You've heard of this, right? We've talked about it on the show a little bit, non-fungible tokens. These are non-interchangeable, i.e. unique. NFTs are essentially tokens that we can use to represent ownership of unique items, unique digital items. It's an Ethereum-based asset, Ethereum being a form of cryptocurrency. And they often come in the form of a JPEG, a piece of art, and they are blowing up. Uh, People are buying these as investments, and some of them are going for big dollars on the resale market. It works through the blockchain. You buy it with a type of cryptocurrency specific to NFTs called Ethereum. It is the specific crypto for NFTs. The transactions get recorded in the ledger, the blockchain. The beauty of this, I think, is that although I'm not promoting this, I'm just saying one of the benefits, I think, unique benefits, is that when an artist of an NFT sells their creation, they can actually build into the contract of that sale royalties so that as that NFT continues to appreciate and be sold, the original creator can monetize. Now, just want to give you that background, that context, because our conversation today is with two co-founders of a company that is leveraging NFTs to build community. Alex Kavalakos and Allison Downey are the co-founders of Meta Angels, which is a community that is harnessing the metaverse metaverse to unlock real life opportunities. The core values are generosity, transparency, and accessibility. You just heard Alex, one of the co-founders, talk about some of the connections and opportunities accessible to members. Members in Meta Angels receive an NFT as part of their membership. So in addition to being a community, it's also a collection of 10,000 unique NFTs called Meta Angels. They are generated from over 300 hand-drawn elements. They're gorgeous. You must check them out. So this NFT essentially becomes your ticket into this community. By the way, these NFTs have appreciated since they have been given to their members. So it's kind of a benefit really of uh, this community to get an NFT, but it's also drawing people that are crypto curious, that are interested in the metaverse, that are also interested in helping one another. So you're 
arriving into a community that is somewhat curated. I'll let the founders tell us more about it. Without further ado, here's Alex Kavalakas and Allison Downey. Allison Downey and Alex Cavalacos, welcome to So Money. I'm really, I'm revved up for this conversation, uh, talking about your latest project together, Meta Angels. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Well, let's just get right into it and unpack the beauty of Meta Angels. I love the name, by the way. It's so, uh, I don't know, it's, it's just a pretty name um, and it's inspiring. And you both are the co-founders. This is an N- NFT membership community would love to just give you the floor to just talk a little bit about the model for the business and you know ultimately the bet that you are making with this project. What is it that you so believe in? The backstory on Meta Angels is that we were looking at the NFT space back in this fall. Uh, came to an understanding while we were kind of looking under the hood that NFTs as they're being used right now, it's very rudimentary. I talk about it as looking at the invention of the wheel. The wheel doesn't even have spokes yet. Uh, It is still a pottery wheel, a stone disc on its side. Uh, And in looking at how they're being used, really two major applications. Uh, One is that it's a personal brand. It is the representation of yourself that you're using in the quote metaverse right now. It's mostly on Twitter. um, But then there are actual metaverses that people will start using NFTs as their representations on like Decentraland, for instance. Um, So there's the personal brand side and choosing the brand that represents you. Uh, And then there's also a membership community that comes with that because your NFT can function as a membership card. It is a a smart contract that is uh, immutable on the blockchain and tells you its providence and who has owned it and who has held it over time. And that can be used as a point of entry into these gated communities. So with Meta Angels and thinking about first, what is the brand I want to represent myself? And what is the community that I want to be part of? We develop this concept for an aspirational prestige brand that signals that you're someone who likes to help other people, uh, that you're committed to opening doors for others. And that is central in that community as well. We're a values-driven community. Uh, We're focused on the values of generosity, transparency, and accessibility, uh, and bringing together a pool of like-minded people who share in those values. You used words like metaverse, blockchain, NFT. I want to know, you know, if we can just take it back a little bit and maybe first talk about what is an NFT to for everybody who we've heard this word, we've heard this term um, ad nauseum um, at this point, but, and, and it's fascinating. Um, so how do you describe it to like, a two-year-old <laughs> or maybe, maybe a grandmother, you know, like I'm, there's, I feel like this is such a Gen Z thing, but, uh, yeah, Alex, well, I, have, I have both a two-year-old and her grandmother. And okay, <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> um, I mean, so an NFT is a non-fungible token. As I like to joke, it was clearly not named by a branding person. Um, but the, the idea is that non-fungible just means unique, right? So if you think about a dollar bill or a quarter, if you and I both have one and we exchange it, we don't really care which one we have. They have equal value and they're the same, essentially. Um, If you and I both have a dog and we swap them, they're not the same dog. I want my dog. You want your dog. They're unique. They have different names, different personalities. Um, That's all it means, non-fungible. And um, token is is the fact that you can sort of track it. It has a number and ID, right? Um, And so 
when we talk about the blockchain, I actually think that's the place to start. The blockchain is just a ledger of transactions. It's you know, inputs and outputs. There's, you know, number one, two, three is owned by this person. It was sold for this much to that person. And it doesn't have to be art and it can be, it can be music, it can be data. It's just a record. Um, just like you might have in an Excel sheet or in a, you know, an old ledger book uh, in the 1800s. And so the blockchain is that, but decentralized. Um, and so NFTs are unique things that are tracked on the blockchain. Um, and the place that it's really captured people's imagination has been the art side. Um, both one of one art, which is so unique art, um, the way that you might think, okay, there's a Matisse, there's only one of this Matisse, it's on, you know, in this collector's house, or it's at the Met. <laughs> or MoMA, um, that's a unique single piece, um, or what now people have really gotten to know NFTs for are the collectibles, the collections. So if you think of board apes or crypto punks or boss beauties, um, those are collections often of 5,000 or 10,000. All of those are still unique. They have individual numbers. They have different, something is different about each one, um, but they're part of a collection. And that's what Allison was talking about earlier around there being more than just the art. It gives you access to something, either a community, there's other utility. Um, and so that's what Meta Angels is one of those. We have 10,000 in our collection. Um, but the sort of underlying piece of it, the technology can sound very complicated, but it's really just a ledger of transactions that has been decentralized, which for many technical reasons is very interesting and innovative. Um, and NFTs are on top of that, things that can be traded, owned, gifted, but tracked as a result. So if I can give you one and people can see that it went from my wallet to your wallet, right? And, and so that's, that's part of why the blockchain matters in this case. And financially it matters because the artist the originator of that NFT is able to continue to benefit financially. Right. And that's, I think for me, what I thought was super cool because right now, if I sell a piece of art that's hanging on my wall, I obviously paid the artist initially, but now as I go to sell it and resell it, I'm the one who exclusively benefits financially. And so this is an opportunity for creators to benefit monetarily as well. Absolutely. It's been, I think, game-changing for artists in many cases. Um, and especially when you think about emerging artists, right? If you buy one of the first pieces of someone before they're discovered, later on, they become really famous and those pieces sell for a million dollars. Unless they create new art, they don't actually partake. So you have these incredibly famous artists who may not have actually made a living off of the majority of their body of work. Um, right. It's quite sad um, and feels very unfair, right? But it's with how it's set up and there's the, the trackability. And so the fact that you can code into the smart contract, which is really just um, essentially lines of code that say how the NFTs interact with the blockchain, say anytime this piece by this artist is sold, 10% goes straight into their wallet. It's automated. And so artists can really benefit a huge amount over time and have a continual revenue stream from the work that they did. Yeah. The way you have residuals, I mean, it's part of, the, the, it exists in other models, right? Residuals and things like that. If you think about, um, you know, film or, or thing, or, you know, if you get royalties on book sales, like that exists in other models. Um, but for artists, it's really been a game changer. Yeah. And with royalties and, um, and residuals, like you need to, you need to audit the accounting for that. You need to get your royalty statement and make sure that you actually get paid out on it with the blockchain. It is, and it is automatic and it goes right into that wallet and goes into, um, to the wallets of their, um, their children in the future. 
Thank you for that breakdown. That was super helpful. So now going back to meta angels would love uh, maybe Allison, you can talk a little bit about like walk me through the experience. If I was to go on the site now and become a community member, what what's in it for me? How do I help? Because this is really, again, about being a part of the community to uh, to engage and offer help. There's loan programs. Want to get into that as well um, via the NFT that you that you get as part of your membership. But tell me a little bit about the experience. Uh, walk me through. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so we minted our Meta Angels, uh, ten thousand of them, on February eighth. Uh, they all sold out within fifty two hours. So minting is when you're buying something and it is originally recorded on the blockchain. It's like you mint coins. Uh, and then they get created and then you have them and then they trade in the market. Um, so with the Meta Angels NFTs, they sold out 52 hours. So they're now available on secondary market. Uh, right now, 6.7% of them are listed on the secondary market. Um, the rule of thumb is that if you have fewer than 10% listed, that it is a sticky community. It's something that people see value in. Uh, so there are a couple different places you can go to buy a Meta Angel now. Um, one of them is OpenSea, which is considered the centralized market that everyone uses to buy and sell NFTs. Um, but we've also done something really innovative and built out a marketplace on our website. It's powered by Rarible, which is another one of the platforms. So people can come to MetaAngelsNFT.com and buy their MetaAngel there. Uh, another benefit there that we have built into it is that the fees for transacting for sellers or lower. Uh, so we, we are, we are eight weeks in to, to having actually launched this and have some brought, have brought some really innovative things into the space. So that marketplace on site is a big part of it. Um, we also, as you said, pioneered lending in the space. Uh, that is something that no one had done before. And that tells you again, how early we are with this wheel, uh, wheel with no spokes. And, um, and it was something that we built into the smart contract because as NFT communities increase in value because the community is providing value, the price of that NFT is going to go up. And for accessibility to be one of our core values, we really wanted to ensure that people that could benefit from it would be able to access it, even if it, if it increased in price. So people can loan their NFT to someone else. Those membership benefits pass to that person temporarily, uh, while the original owner retains that, that holder mm -hmm. status. So just to understand, the NFT purchase, the Meta Angel NFT purchase, essentially indoctrinates you into this program. You're now a member. You're now an engaged member, which comes with its own benefits of... I mean, are you hosting events? Are there... Is there a communication board? How are the angel, How are the members, so to speak, uh, participating? Great question. So um, we, the core of the community is hosted on Discord, which is where most NFT communities live. For anyone who's used Slack, it's very similar to that. It's essentially Slack for gamers, or maybe Slack is boomer, the boomer Discord. It's kind of the, <laughs> the big joke, um, but it's really a 24-7 messaging board. And so you go in and there's different channels. And so anyone can join. If you go to MetaAngelsNFT.com, you can join our Discord. That is, you know, free to get access to sort of the general community community channels, but then the majority of what happens is in our member channels. And so we have a jobs and careers channels. We have 
we have sort of interest groups. We have a parents channel and a, a pet lover channel and a food lover channel, but we also have industry-based collectives. So we have an arts and media collective where people will connect with other folks, a science and medicine collective, both people doing regular science and web, you know, medicine jobs, but also at the intersection of web three and science and medicine and finding people who have that interest. Um, and so being able to go there um, and we have, and what we, we started with is what we call the wishing well. And so you can go into the wishing well and ask pretty much for anything you might need help with. Uh, one of the reasons that we started Meta Angels is that both Allison and I have benefited from and really um, both participated in, but really benefited from a number of networks over our life. Um, the you know schools we went to, where we have worked. Um, I went through Y Combinator. Allison went through TechStars. We're both you know we're part of a, the list. How we which found is each a, other. Yeah. Um, you know, executive women which is where we found each other to use a perfect example. And any sort of question I could think of, personal or professional, I could go to at least one of those networks and get help. And that has really allowed me to unblock things in my life and to find connections or introductions. And the average person doesn't have that level of network. And those networks I'm in, someone else decided to let me into them, right? Getting into college, check, right? Getting that first job at a prestigious management consulting firm, all of those things, Y Combinator. There's plenty of very, very talented founders who happen to not get into YC and who now don't have that network. And so the, the wishing well is sort of recreating that place that someone could turn to and ask for those things. And it's been amazing to see the connections made, people um, finding jobs, getting insider sort of intel before interviews, um, but also asking for personal help, right? I don't know. One, one example was someone who said, has anyone gone through the divorce of a parent as an adult? I have no one to turn to. Not quite sure who to ask, but I'd love to chat because it's just a challenging situation. And within 24 hours, they were talking to a few different people that they had met on the internet, <laughs> right? But that, that desire for connection when it's with other people who are committed to helping others really can be very magical. What's interesting is that what you're trying to build in the framework of crypt of the of web3 in the crypto market you know we we often associate things like anonymity and crypticness with the crypto market it's what it kind of brags about itself and yet you're trying to really push those boundaries with meta angels how has that dynamic been and how has that been maybe challenging at times trying to really develop something that is that's breaking barriers really within this world that that has a brand of its own that we are here for anonymity. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the space, certainly there's there's reasons to be anonymous, reasons people might choose to be anonymous. I think what we really took the perspective of is that although there's, you know, talk, people talk about the blockchain being trustless because the code executes what you, your intent is. You don't need to know who's on the other side. When you're building community, trust does matter. And so... For people to want to come and join Meta Angels, knowing who was behind it was important to us. For us to be able to say, this is who we are. This is what we stand for. These are our values. This is our background. If you want to come on this journey with us and build something really amazing, know who we are. They have now, I mean, seen our faces many times, but they know of us, our backgrounds, our kids, right? That's part of, part of the story, but also part of what we're bringing to the table for them. And so some of our members have shared a lot about who they are. Some haven't. I think that's totally fine. But when you think about... You know, it's a space that's still very much rife with scams and, and um, projects that don't deliver. And the majority of the ones that really, you know, are the worst of those mm. are anonymous. So I do think that from a trust perspective, that was important to us. Um, and also setting the, the stake in the ground that you don't have to do it that way. 
you know, we've decided these are the values that are that matter to us and the way that we want to operate and mature the space. And um, it's okay for there to be an anonymity in the space and there will continue to be. Um, but if people are thinking about their very first project where they might want to go, that might make them more comfortable, right? Um, if people want to look at it and say, I want to join a community and be excited about where it's going. The fact that I know that these two women have been serial entrepreneurs for over a decade, that matters to me, right? Or that Allison has worked with brands for a very long time and knows how to build partnerships. That matters to me. I think those things are important because there's also a lot of people who are inexperienced in the space. And to piggyback on that, you know, in addition to the possibility that projects themselves are scams and they're what what's called a rug pull. Uh, there, there are also so many other ways that newcomers can get scammed in the space. And it, it is something I would caution anyone who's starting to explore the space to do as much as they can to learn about what those scams look like in advance. I fell victim to a scam. Um, you know, there's so much FOMO in the NFT world and it drives a sense of urgency and pushes people to rush. And the scammers are capitalizing on that, uh, that they are creating fake websites uh, that have one letter that is different than the actual URL, or they're buying Google ads for those websites. So when you search, you land on the wrong site. They're sending DMs that impersonate the project founders. There were, I don't know, maybe 50 or 100 impersonators who were using Alex or my profile picture with a name that looked like ours, uh, convincing people that they should go to this different link to Mint and NFT. So just be so mindful of that and so careful. It's remarkably easy to get scammed. I consider myself pretty savvy and I still fall victim to it. Thank you for bringing that to, to our attention because it is true. You often hear about um, the scams and that can you know frighten people, uh, rightfully so. You both talked about the equity piece of, of this. And often what I hear when I hear about the benefits of cryptocurrency and Web3 is that it has the potential to create more access points for people who've been traditionally marginalized or have been discriminated against and where there's been bias. And so uh, you've talked a little bit about how Meta Angels is addressing this in its way. But what are some other ways that you see? What are some of the other exciting things that you see or potential things that you see coming to the marketplace that can solve for this specific thing? That's a great question and a really important one. I think, you know, people talk a lot about the promise of Web3, but just like any new technology, that's limits is really human, human behavior. And so the best and the worst of humanity come out. We talk about the scammers, um, but it's also, it's a space with a lot of money in it. And so you're still going to get people, you know, different, you know, coming into power, it might be new power than it was before, but you're still going to see those, those dynamics. And I think the thing that I, I find most exciting about it, and certainly as someone who's raised a good amount of venture capital, as a female founder in Silicon Valley is that if you want to start a project in this space and particularly if you are um, launching a collection like we did and you know you can have you know millions of dollars in 48 hours in terms of sales of nfts that can then allow you to run a business for several years and run a community and build it and have ongoing royalties from it that's a big deal that takes a long time for a startup usually and if you are doing a traditional startup, 
and you're raising money from venture capitalists, that is a very narrow group of people who don't typically put a lot of money into underrepresented groups, as you likely know, right? In terms of the amount of venture capital goes to female founders, it's less than 3%, way less for founders of color. And so it's been, for me, I think one of the equity, I didn't realize until we got into it, one of the opportunities for equity is that if you have a project where there are consumers who are excited about it, you can take off. You don't need those gatekeepers to tell you, here's some money to go do this thing or to say, I believe in what you're building because they don't frequently, they don't see it. Instead, you can have thousands of consumers look and say, yeah, I love what you're doing and give you that funding through sales. Um, and that for me, I think has been just transformative. I think it's why there's so many um, female led projects and founders of color um, also founders from all over the world um, and really seeing geographic equity in a way that's not so U.S. focused because the projects can really take off as long as they're building something people want, which should be what startups found funding is about. But really that ends up being, are you building something venture capitalists think people want and think will give them returns, which is a different um, filter. And understandably, um, and here instead, you can focus on the consumer and you also get to talk to your consumer every single day, which is amazing. I love businesses that are revenue driven. Um, I have built one uh, in Web2 uh, and it gives you so much more freedom and flexibility. And the reality is with NFT projects right now, the barriers to entry are very low uh, and they are not capital intensive businesses to get off the ground. The challenge is there are so many NFT projects that are coming into the space right now that really building something that stands apart while also has those important business fundamentals is actually pretty rare. Uh, so, you know, there are projects that are entering the space that have never talked to a tax advisor. So they're not thinking about that. They don't have a bank account yet. They're not incorporated yet. Um, so, um, so yeah, so it is that balance of having those low barriers to entry that mean you get a lot of noise in the space, but it means that those really talented entrepreneurs can come in, generate revenue right out of the gate, use that to grow a business, um, but they don't have the tools that they need. That's the, that's the other big thing that we have launched recently. We just announced it a few days ago. We're building Angel Labs, which is a whole separate company uh, that is funded and supported in part by Meta Angels uh, that is a, um, a Web3 accelerator in the style of Web2 accelerators like a YC or a Techstars that is taking a cohort of 10 uh, NFT-enabled companies and giving them all of the tools that they need to succeed so they're not reinventing the wheel. And we have seen phenomenal applicants for that yeah. just in the four to three days that our applications have been open. It's going till April 18th. Um, it's going to be a very competitive process, but we are very lucky to get to work with some really innovative projects. Fascinating. So I'm just doing a little math on, on my end here. And you said that you launched 10,000 Meta Angels. <clears throat> How much were these on average? Not to uh, be nosy here, but I want to emphasize how quickly you were able to essentially raise money for your business. The thing that's amazing in terms of the sales of NFTs. So all of this is transparent. So it's, it's not in terms of being nosy. Anyone can go and look on the blockchain and answer this question for you. So I'm actually, it's actually the opposite in some ways of a lot of Web2 businesses where you keep this under wraps because anyone can look this up. So they were 0.125 ETH, which at the time was maybe $350, 375 something like that. They're currently, the floor is uh, probably about 0.22 to 0.24. It depends on the day. We've been between 0.2 and 0.3. And ETH is the is the, essentially the currency 
cryptocurrency. We can talk about cryptocurrencies in a sec too, if it's helpful for your listeners. Um, but so that's right now probably around $800, $850 for one of them. Um, in terms of the original sales, um, the, the it's a very volatile market. So the amount of, of dollars to ETH can vary a lot more than dollars to euros, for example. Um, but our initial sales in that first 50 hours were about three and a half, four million dollars. Um, since then, just on the secondary market, we've had $8.7 million worth of secondary market sale uh, transactions, and we get 7% of those. And so now all of all of that, 10% of that mm-hmm. goes to our incredible artist, Serana. Wow. And so she gets to benefit ongoing from the work she did to create a beautiful, beautiful collection. Um, and her family gets to benefit and she gets to continue to make art. You can also buy her one-of-one art, which is amazing. Um, but so that for us, we have the initial you know, sales that we had from the mint, we think of it as, you know, we put some aside for taxes because we know that the the IRS will come due. We paid our our team and our artist. Um, But we think about it the way that I think of a startup where, okay, we have runway. We want to make sure this money lasts us, you know, one and a half years or so, knowing that we'll have royalties come in, but that that there's ebbs and flows of that. We don't control the royalties. Um, And so that allows us to really think long-term and build without worrying that we're going to run out of money in three to six months, because that makes you make short-term decisions, right. think about the business in a not, not a strategic way. Um, and so that has been just incredible. I mean, it took us three, four years to, to have that much in either sales or revenue at the Muse. I mean, it takes a while. To your point, I think what, why it sold so quickly and you just hearing you talk about the benefits, it's not just buying an NFT. It is getting, it's unlocking uh, an entire community uh, that is exclusive to you. And again, the price points are more doable than some of the others you hear about, which in that in those cases, you're just getting uh, the NFT. And of course, the they're beautiful. And the story behind the art itself, too, is of value. And so these you had all the, the right ingredients. Yeah, I think the thing that was amazing for us on the art side as well is, you know, there's, there's very much a an initial look that the NFTs had the ones that first took off. And I think you do end up seeing a lot of derivative type projects or things that try to copy what was successful. I think what we did was go in and say, we get why these things are successful and why certain people want, you know, board apes or crypto punks or boss beauties as their personal brand. What's the brand we would want that doesn't exist. And so instead we looked to create capital a art that you could see on the wall of a gallery or a museum. And you wouldn't say, Oh, it's here because it's an NFT that sold for a lot of money. You say, wow, this is beautiful art. And then read the placard and say, I can't believe this is an NFT. I thought it was just art. Um, So that was important. We did the full spectrum of race and gender as well, which had never done in a single collectible without codifying gender. So there's really a full spectrum. Um, And then... Allison Spear headed this incredible work to do AI-generated text. So every single one of the 10,000 has a unique description. It could be an angel of sunshine, an angel of ecology, an angel of libraries, an angel of parents of teenagers. And all of those have three lines describing what the angel stands for that allows for this emotional connection as well. That's amazing. Um, but so all of those... we 10,000 unique. They're, they're all unique. And we're big on detail. We're big on creating things that have special little surprises for how long did that take you? <laughs> 
We used AI to generate them. And I trained an AI model to write them. AI is a beautiful writer if you give it the right instructions and right examples. Um, We did have to QA all of those because AI is great 75% of the time. 25% of the time, it's a downer or it's nonsensical or it's really repetitive. Uh, And we had a a community of 100 members of MetaAngels or or people who were going to buy MetaAngels who volunteered their time, were working around the clock. They read the equivalent and edited the equivalent of three novels um, over the course of 10 days. It was really, really remarkable. The other thing to call out with NFT projects and the art in them is that these these profile picture projects, which right. is you okay. know Bored Apes, CryptoPunk, uh, World of Women, um, they're very often animal representations. Um, and that is done in part so they can represent other genders um, and and be both feminine and, and masculine and people can use them regardless. We didn't want that. We wanted a human representation. Almost all of the human representation NFTs that are out there are focused on a gender. Um, there are a lot that are women focused. Women Rise is a really amazing one. Boss Beauty is World of Women. Um, we wanted something that could be used by anyone. That it wasn't a project. It's a woman founded project. It's not a project that's for women. Uh, that is something that we we actually do need to do a lot of work often with people to convey that we're not a woman founded project. Just because women lead it doesn't mean that it's just for women. Uh, So finding the way with this really spectacularly talented artist to have um, that spectrum of gender without calling it male or female and leaving all of them to interpretation uh, was one of the things that was really revolutionary about what we did. Well, Allison and Alex, thank you so much. This has been a riveting 30 minutes. I'm going to be looking into this. I have to say this is, I think, for people who are crypto curious, you're you're wanting to find meaningful ways to engage in this market, to make an impact and leverage, you know, Web3 to make an impact. I think uh, this is definitely up our alley. If you are interested in, you know, borrowing an angel, if anyone listening is interested in borrowing an angel, you can explore a lot about Web3 before buying currency, before buying an NFT, just to learn. Come over to our Discord. We are most, you know, we welcome newcomers um, and help people along that journey so that hopefully people don't repeat the same mistakes that have been made before. All the links are at metaangelsnft.com. And we'll put those in our show notes. Thank you both. Thanks so much to my guests, Alex Kavalakis and Allison Downey for joining. Go to metaangelsnft.com to learn more about the company, the lending program, the marketplace, explore the collection. If you have questions about cryptocurrency, let me know. We're doing a lot more coverage on this at CNET Money on this podcast. This is not turning into a crypto podcast, I promise. But I think once in a while, it's important to drop some knowledge on this really big trend that initially I will be the first to admit I was a bit skeptical on. And now I'm warming up to it. I'm not head over heels, but I'm curious. And I think that companies like Meta Angels are fascinating and are leveraging this technology wisely. If you have a story to tell, let me know. The door's open. I'll see you back here on Friday for Ask Farnoosh. Send in your questions if you haven't yet. Already collecting some good ones on Instagram. It's not too late though. Instagram at Farnoosh Tarabi. DM me there your questions. You might hear it on Friday's episode. Thanks for tuning in and I hope your day is so money. Money.